What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's edition of the We Are Podcast on DK Sports Radio. As always, this is your host, Jared Progar, and I thank you for joining us this week. Now, Saturday, there was a practice. Um, some considered it the blue-white game. Some considered it a practice. Some considered it a scrimmage. Whatever you called it, it was in fact football being played at Beaver Stadium. Now we come to find out that it was only practice number 12 of 15 for Penn State this spring. So what that means is there are three more practices left this spring that they can use um, before, before ending for the semester and getting on to the summer. So that was news to me after the game when James Franklin said that. But it's great for Penn State as they still have plenty of time left this spring to figure things out. Um, on Saturday, you know, you we got to see everything and more from Penn from the Penn State uh, offense and defense, and it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad day on the field for either team. There were or individual drills uh, to start, and then they came out just like it would be, you know, a regular game. Uh, once on the field, they took part in and it was essentially the team period of practice uh with some 1v1s one first group versus first group um and then they kind of rotated in um as well uh the offense didn't get off to a hot start and to be perfectly honest with you that's not that's not to be unexpected i guess uh because th- th- they're still in full install mode uh this is purely an installation period for them so they're just getting um they're just getting that opportunity to kind of put everything together and put um, and put everything where they need it to go. It was so it was it was basic. It was vanilla. You weren't going to see anything too extreme um, today, as anyway. But what was great about today is that they did allow certain fans in there. Obviously, select media were there as well, uh, including yours truly. But they let first-year students of Penn State be there as well as their families and friends and families of the program, which is huge. Um, they had 7,521 people, and just take a take a listen to what James Franklin had to say about that as um, as he talked after the game. We announced it was 7,500 fans or somewhere in that ballpark. Uh, after last season, it felt like 75,000. Um, it, it really felt good uh, to be in there with, with our freshman students uh, and our parents. Uh, it's really good work for us. You know, it, it, it's important to note that, you know, last year they, they played in front of a handful of people. It's not the same. Beaver Stadium was not the same. All you saw was aluminum and concrete um, and, and sponsorship banners. So that's, you know, to see to see fans in the stands was great. I'm sure they enjoyed buying $10 worth of food at the concession stand. And to be perfectly honest, it, it was probably well worth it at this point because it's been so long for people um, to see live games in person in the flesh. Now, it didn't have the pomp and circumstance of, of a regular blue-white afternoon, if you want to call it that. Um, the weather was chilly for April, but no surprise there. Um, would have been great for tailgating either way. But there was no tailgating. So, you know, it is what it is, but it's it's an excellent opportunity for Penn State to get on the field. And, and you know, you want to talk about the offense. Kevon Lee and Keziah Holmes split. Um, I'm sorry, not Keziah Holmes, but Devin Ford uh, were the two backs that worked with the first group. Um, and Keziah Holmes worked with uh, the second group as well. Uh, Kevon Lee is a north and south guy. 
uh, very solid. Um, and I wouldn't, I would imagine that he's probably going to stay there or, uh, he might be with the second group, uh, moving forward once Noah Kane, uh, comes back from his injury. Noah Kane didn't practice, uh, with Penn State today. He's not up to that level, but he was in uniform, uh, which is a good step moving forward. But, uh, Sean Clifford looks okay. He didn't look too, he's not, it wasn't the, the performance you would expect in a practice from a third year starter. Now, Brent Pry kept the offense on their toes with uh, with some of his rushes and some of his um, uh, for- formations up front, but it's just one of those deals. You know, you, you kind of have to adjust, and, and Clifford did have an interception, which we'll get to in the second segment uh, when we talk about the defense, but, you know, again, Clifford gets out there. This is his fourth offense in five years. That is incredible, um, and not in a, in a good way, but that's just kind of the nature of the beast, right? Uh, dealing with you know, all the coaching changes, and, and and that's hard to get consistency when that happens. But he looks like he hadn't played in a couple months, you know. There's only so much you can do in practice. Um, Tyquan Roberson, Roberson did okay. He threw another interception, which we'll get to um, in the in this uh, second segment. But uh, Christian Villu got some action as well. It was a good opportunity for guys to get reps. Um, the offensive line looked okay, even though they were lo- overloaded at times, uh, based on some of what uh, Pride did up front. Um, but again, it's a it's a day on the field, it's a day of development, a day of practice, and that's huge. It's exactly what Penn State needed. And you know, to be perfectly honest, it was just what the doctor ordered uh, for, for fans at univer- in University Park. Um, now, like I said, that was only practice twelve. So they're going to practice again on Monday and Wednesday, which gives them up to 14 practices. Now, Franklin mentioned this, and the university released a statement last night saying that seniors, Penn State seniors, would be allowed to get into or be at the Friday scrimmage. Well, you know, class happens, so kids aren't going to, you know, skip class for a game on a Friday. So I kind of think this was in the works all along, but... Franklin and, and company are going to have a, a practice under the lights at Beaver Stadium Friday night. I'm not quite sure how it's going to go with the media, but as of right now, I would imagine it's going to be something similar to today uh, until we hear otherwise. But, you know, he's a, he's always a guy that likes to be prepared, so playing under the lights um, isn't uh, out of the ordinary in the spring. It is out of the ordinary for a game of, like that, like a scrimmage. Um if you want to call that the pseudo blue white game, uh, I know I had misspoke multiple times, both on the site and on this podcast, thinking today was or Saturday was the the blue white game, and and obviously I was wrong. It was only practice twelve, but it's going to be an opportunity for those guys to to play under the lights and true freshmen to play under the lights for the first time in front of fans, which ultimately is something that they just have not been able to do um, in quite some time. So that's going to be huge for the program. That's going to be huge for the players. Um, it's going to be huge for the seniors too, because these seniors have had the last uh, year and a half, or what the last year, kind of impacted by their, by what's going on in, in the world, and you know that's obviously not fair to any of us, but um, to them because their college experience has vastly changed uh, over the course of that year, and and that's crazy. Uh, but you know this is an opportunity for them to to get into the game, and this is an opportunity uh, to see this team play. The blue band was there today. The dance team. The the Lionettes, the cheerleaders, everybody was there. The pomp and, pomp and circumstance wasn't quite the same, but it had the same gang of, of crew. And, and you know what? It, it was an excellent opportunity uh, for everybody involved. Uh, I know f- for me personally, it was great getting back into the stadium and, and getting back into my seat in the press box and seeing action on the field. 
And when that happens, you know, that's one, one more step to, to normalcy. And I think that's huge moving forward as, as we try to get through this pandemic and get back to, to regular college football and, and get fans in the stands again. But coming up in segment two, we'll talk about the defense and, and some standouts such as Kalen King and, and, and what they were able to do uh, in their first game action at, with the Nittany Lions. So I'll talk to you in a few minutes. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Welcome back to segment two of the We Are podcast on DK Sports Radio. This is Jared Program once again. Um, and in this segment, I want to talk about a couple of the newcomers. Um, and listen, it was Kalen King's world today uh, at Beaver Stadium and his first opportunity uh, to, to don a, a Penn State uniform um, in Beaver Stadium. And man, did he play an, an impressive, of, I'm going to consider it a game. I don't really know how quite to describe it, but... You know, his coverage was, was solid, um, and he was matched up against Parker Washington. He was matched up at times against Jahan Dotson. So he's playing against guys that have college experience. This is He is 12 practices into his Penn State career. 12. This is a true freshman. He enrolled in January. So that is that type of performance is, is, is incredible to me. He picked off Sean Clifford on a ball that, you know, Sean Clifford probably in a real game, takes and runs um he picked off Tyquan Roberson in traffic so that's huge um and and the Tyquan Roberson pick he ends up taking to the house so I mean it's just that type of performance from him um is is big moving forward because truly uh it's something it it, you're creating now more depth at the cornerback position you've got Keaton Ellis you've got Tariq Castro Fields you've got Joey Porter Jr. you've got um, now you've got Kalen King, and that's a great – that right there is, is huge. That's uh, that's an incredible two deep. Um, so that depth is starting to develop uh, on the defensive side of the football. Also, uh, who played a, a, a solid game up front was Arnold Ibikidi. Um So that's huge too. You know, this is a guy that's just, just got to the program. Um, so it, it's crazy to think that – you know, after all this time, Penn State finally hits the transfer portal. And granted, it's a it, it's it's scrimmage one that we've seen, right? It, it's a it's the first time we've seen them in game at in a game like atmosphere. But for him to step in and and really be solid, uh, he 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 has great takeoff. His feet are is solid. His hands are great. He's not as long as the prototypical defensive end um, for Jay, uh, for Brent Pry, but. At the same time, you know, he makes it up for it in other ways. And that's and that's okay, too. His his takeoff was huge, like I said. And and he was in the backfield more often than not Saturday afternoon, which was which is a great sign. Um, Hakeem Beeman got some time along the offensive front line. Or defensive front line, I'm sorry. And and so, too, did, um, did Nick Tarburton. 
and uh, and uh, PJ Mustafer as well. So the defensive line is starting to take shape, which is which is big. Uh, safeties, you've got Brisker, you've got Jonathan Sutherland, uh, you got some. You've got some studs coming back that you know have an excellent opportunity to get more playing time and and really take a step uh, forward. Because guess what? I mean, when you look at Tariq Castro Fields and you look at Brisker, they didn't come back to to sit on the bench and be passed up by guys. They came back to win a title. They came back to have success. And you know what? So far, so good for Penn State. I mean, obviously, this there is no such thing as a win in a scrimmage, but you can take a lot away from this game. And I think that's exactly what's needed uh, for Penn State moving forward. But back to King. This is a guy that, that Franklin has raved about since he started talking to the media in the spring. And when you get that, I think that is absolutely incredible, right? Him and his brother Kobe, um, twin brothers out of, out of Detroit, are are probably two of the most impressive guys so far uh, in this spring practice period because of how prepared they are for their um, – for for this opportunity and and you know you don't really get that out of a true freshman so that is that is integral to this to the development of these guys and take it take it from franklin here as he talks about um kaylin king uh following the game he is physically ready you know he's a guy that's come in and is already physically developed from a weight standpoint and from a strength standpoint um, he's also a very mature him and his, his, his twin brother, both very mature. They know how to prepare. They know how to compete. They know how to work. You know, they go to you know, one of the most successful high school programs in the United States, Kaz Tech, that I think got them, had them prepared on the level of competition that they play in a really good you know, league in Detroit. Um, and then on top of that, you know, the, uh, you know, He's, he's got ball skills. You know, you want to recruit guys that can play both sides of the ball. He's got tremendous confidence, you know, in, in his, his talents. Um, and he's got ball skills. And I know this sounds strange. I know this sounds funny, but he's made some great plays on the ball. But some guys like him, the ball just likes them. Like, he, he's gotten a couple interceptions where you just throw it to him. And, you know, we had a guy, um, you know, a few years back, um, that was, that was very similar that, that played for us and, and the ball just likes them, you know, they get a number of turnovers by making great plays and they get a number that, you know, the ball just tips up and, and lands in their hands or just thrown to them by a misread. He's one of those guys. Part of it is he's always around the ball. And I think he's got a pretty good understanding of what we're asking him to do from a scheme perspective. Um, uh, but you just continue to see that what you guys saw today. Is not new? We we've seen it all spring. Now that's you know those are pretty strong words coming from a guy that, um, you know is this is a guy or coming from about a guy that you know this is his first time that we've seen him, so that's those first impressions are are huge, right? So you know he it's just something to build on because like I said before this is only practice twelve so he's got a long way to go in the grand scheme of things in his Penn State career, uh, hopefully a long and, and healthy one. But it's, you know, when you're getting those kind of reviews, you know, after after week one or, or scrimmage one or, or however you want to say it, you know, that's 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 pretty huge. And, you know, I think that's an excellent opportunity for him moving forward to, to build on that and to build that foundation because at the end of the day, he is still a true freshman. So as, as, as much of a thorn in the side as he has been for Penn State quarterbacks, he's going to be a bigger thorn in the side of, of opposing quarterbacks as the season progresses. 
and he's going to keep getting better. He's There's still a lot to learn about the cornerback position, not just in general, but at the collegiate level as well. So, you know, the sky is the limit for Kalen King right now because he's so he's still young. He's still raw. And when that talent gets developed, this could be the next big thing uh, for Penn State. Now, granted, it's, it's practice 12. So, obviously, we don't want to put the cart before the horse or anything, but, you know, every indication is that he's got he's going to have uh, quite a bit of success as an Nittany Lion. Um, now, if he's going against Toquan Roberson or, or Clifford every day, maybe that'll help uh, for sure. But, you know, there's going to be a time where he gets out and gets to play uh, different quarterbacks, different players. And, and when that happens, I, I think that he's going to have a, a good deal of success even at, at this young age um, and at this young uh, experience level. So I think that's good moving forward for Penn State. I think that's huge as well. I also think that it's important to realize that, um, you know, this defense is starting to get deep with its depth. Um, you've got some some versatile guys in Curtis Jacobs and Brandon Smith and Jesse Lucetta in the middle. Um, like I talked about the cornerbacks and even the safeties. You know, the two deep is pretty is getting pretty good. Um at all 11 positions uh, defensively. And when you have that type of quality depth, that's huge. You're not going to miss a lot when you're rotating guys in, uh, depending on the series, depending on the situation. And when you have guys that are being are being used um, and using their versatility, that's huge as well. So I think the, the Penn State defense is going to take a step up uh, this season. I think that's going to be um, key for them. Obviously, last year wasn't the greatest. The offense didn't help them out very much either. But at the same time, it's an excellent opportunity for them um, to build on that that success last season and come out firing on, on all cylinders. You know, despite losing uh, Jason Oa, despite losing um, Shaka Tony, despite losing uh, those guys, um, you know, it, it's it's a perfect and Micah Parsons even. You know, this is this is a different defense, but it's an athletic and deep defense, and when you have that. I think that gives you a, a very good base to to keep going. And, and this, at the same time, this is still a very vanilla set. This is still a very vanilla um, package that they are, that they ran today. So you know, it's an it's there's still a lot to that we haven't seen from this defense, and and there's still a lot to be seen from this entire team. Um, but until then, obviously, we won't see that until game day against Wisconsin. But you know, it's a it's a very good chance to to continue to, to keep growing and and I'm excited to see where King goes and, and how um, that defensive line starts to starts to uh, pan out and, and and really the entire defense because the way that they played today, this could be a, a very special defense for Penn State moving forward. But let's take uh, one more quick break and I will catch you on the flip side for segment three, our final segment, and I'll talk to you soon. Welcome back to the final segment of the We Are Podcast on DK Sports Radio. This is Jared Prugar. Um, so one of the cool things that I think we saw on Saturday is Marquise Wilson. Uh, Marquise Wilson, defensive back, uh, last season, uh, started a couple games, but we didn't see him much on defense. We saw him 
at lined up as a receiver. And when we talked in the second segment about the depth that they've created at the defensive back position or in the defensive backfield, Marquise Wilson is a guy that's kind of the odd man out, right? So he is switched to the other side of the ball. And it was funny, Coach Franklin uh, just um, mentioned that KJ Hamler was in, te- in attendance at the game today. Um, and and he was pretty upset that he wasn't allowed to to go both ways like uh, Marquise Wilson has been. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how they use him and, and develop him as a receiver because not only are they deep at, on the defensive side of the football, but they're also pretty deep offensively too. Because you return, you return Dodson, uh, Kimon Lee, Keandre Lambert-Smith. Uh, you've got Cam Sullivan-Brown in the mix, Daniel George. So it'll be interesting to see where Wilson um, uh, finds himself in that mix. But more importantly, I think the, the opportunity that spring ball has – has allowed these this team to get reps to get practice has been huge, and that is the most important thing moving forward. Obviously, with three practices left in the spring, there's still a lot that can happen. But that installation and and just learning the offense is huge. And and much like I said in the in the first segment, uh, this is the fifth or the fourth offense in five years for Sean Clifford. That's not ideal. You can't have that that turnover offensively because you're learning something new every year. And while it's learning something new is great. It's the more you learn an offense and the more that offense, you know, you can develop it, the better off you are, the more you can get players to, to not think as they're playing and more react and more be athletic and and really work on their strengths and their abilities. And, you know, it's not fair to most of the the lineup when you're changing the offense uh, nearly every year. So that's huge too, um, but at the same time, you know, you've it, it's it's great to have football back. I know that it's going to be gone before we know it, but you know, this is the first sign of normalcy that we've seen uh, with fans in the stands in quite some time. So that's huge as well, um, and and it'll be interesting to see how how they handle the last three the three practices, and including the uh, whatever Penn State has planned for the final practice uh, next Friday, because. Let's be real. You know, they. I think they found out an opportunity here um, that maybe if you do have more than one practice, you can make some money um, and you can make some make something of it uh, if you have more than one day in in Beaver Stadium. If you're not allowed to have everybody that you want there, so you know that's that's something that Penn State can focus on moving forward too. Um, it, it also gave them a, a test run to see how how things can get better. Now we were only allowed on the third floor. Um, of the press box today, so I I wasn't able to see the stands and 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 see, you know how everything was laid out, um, in, on the concourses or, um, the concession stands or, or things like that. So it would be interesting to see how they kind of can, can improve that and build on that. Um, should there still be limitations uh, in the fall? So, you know, it, it it's a test run for everybody, not only just Penn State the football team and the football program, but also Beaver Stadiums from Beaver Stadium from an operation standpoint. And I think that's what they're gonna get out of both this practice and next Friday's practice as far as, you know, putting things together, getting things um where they need to be. And I think that's great. Um so, you know, you you when you have that, that's an excellent opportunity to to grow in every facet of the operation. So you know, there's there's a lot still to be done for Penn State, but the Nittany Lions are, are well on their way to to overcoming the horrible season that was 2020. 
and, and getting back to to the winning brand of Penn State football that people have come to expect under James Franklin um, and in recent years. So that's going to be huge uh, for Franklin and, and the guys moving forward. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how they set up this practice and see who's got the opportunity to kind of um, get better and, and, and get more reps as the season goes on. Because we know, or as the, as the spring um, continues this week. So it's going to be, you know... Um, one of those deals moving forward as well because Kristen Viu and, and Taquan Roberson are going to need those reps. Sean Clifford doesn't really need all the reps. He just needs to keep learning the offense. Now, don't get me wrong. He does need reps, uh, so to speak, but at the same time, he doesn't need that type of reps and, and playing reps that, that Roberson or Viu need um, to get continue to get better. But it'll be interesting to see how Franklin deploys everybody on um, on Friday. Um, and we'll have more from that and from what we can learn from that on next week's podcast. Uh, but until then, I hope you all have a safe, safe, healthy week. And thanks again for tuning in to the We Are podcast and DK Sports Radio. Uh, for Jared Prugar, I thank you, um, as always, for tuning in, and, and we'll talk soon.